This is episode 169. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, my friends. How are you? Welcome. My name is Siope. I am your host, or at least one of the hosts here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Thank you for joining me. This is the beginning of a new year, and I am really excited about the topic that I will be discussing today. And this all stems from a question that I had during a coaching session. So last week, I received a phone call from a father, and we were talking about ways he could engage with his child in a more positive way. I recommended that he start using the skill of effective praise. And he told me there really isn't anything that my child does that I feel like I can praise. And so this whole podcast revolves around this exchange that I had with him during this coaching session and why it is so important. One of the questions he asked me during that session was, if there was one skill that you felt could really make a difference and help my child connect with me on a deeper level, what skill would it be that you use on Smarter Parenting? And I told him it was effective praise. And so during this podcast, there are three things I want to cover. What to do if you don't feel like there's anything you can praise in your child. Number two, why praise is so powerful. And number three, using effective praise with your child. How to use it with your child, what to look for, how to make it more effective. Now, as I mentioned before, using effective praise with your child is one of those things that really transforms your relationship with your child because your child feels seen. They feel connected with the way that you are engaging with them. It also helps you look at the good things that your child is doing. Now, first off, I want to cover the conversation that we had During this coaching session, what do I do if I feel like there's nothing I can praise about my child's behavior? I started to share with him a story that is a true story, actually, and I'm going to share it with you. There is a world-renowned violinist. His name is Joshua Bell. He is known the world over. He sells out concert halls around the globe And he is just a wonderful person. Now, for anyone who doesn't listen to classical music, you probably have never heard of him. But if you listen to classical music, more than likely, you know who Joshua Bell is. Well, in 2007, the Washington Post and Joshua Bell wanted to do a social experiment. The social experiment was to have Joshua go to a metro station in the D.C. area and to play his violin. Now, he obviously is amazing. He's an amazing musician. So he was playing his violin, and he decided to play something from Bach. In fact, one of the more difficult pieces from Bach, but a beautiful piece from Bach. While commuters were coming in and out of the station, what they were trying to do is figure out exactly who would stop, who would pay attention, and who would just walk on by. Now, as they started this experiment, Joshua was playing in the corner, and there's a video of it on YouTube. I highly recommend you check it out. It's a little grainy because it's older, but he started playing, and you see some people stop by to listen. Most people are actually moving. They're just 
trying to get to their next destination. Uh, but some people stopped. And in fact, what was most impressive was to notice that children stopped. Many of the children would stop and look, and some would walk over there, and their parents would grab their hand and tell them, hey, let's keep moving. And they would encourage their kids to keep going and not stop. He made a total of $37 during this experiment, which isn't much because he performed in a concert hall uh, that same week and they charged over $100 per seat in the theater that he was performing in. Now, no one in the DC Metro train station knew it was Joshua Bell. He was just playing dressed like a normal person, but playing this very beautiful music that most people would not recognize. And what was surprising in this social experiment was that even though he is giving his, you know, his very best, he's doing what he can do and offering that, no one is able to to recognize the gift that he is sharing with them, his personal gift of music. And a lot of people went back and examined that. There are a lot of questions about this social experiment. Now, obviously, uh, some people said, well, people are busy in a train station. They're trying to get to their next destination. But the question does also beg, are we too busy to recognize the good things that are happening? Now, when I was speaking with this father, I started to talk to him about this social experiment. And I said, you know, our children are often in the corner playing their music, a music that we're not familiar with or that we do not know well enough. And if we are so consumed with our day-to-day, we're just walking by, we're not paying attention, then we're going to miss some of the most important moments where we can connect with our children. And it's an example of our ability to sit back, to observe to really soak in what is happening, and to notice the good things that are happening with their child. So as I was communicating this with the father, we we really sat down and discussed, okay, what are things that your child is doing and communicating throughout the day that are positive? Does he wake up and smile at you? Even something as small and minute as smiling at you? Does he, is there anything he can do on his own? in the morning, like get up, can he brush his teeth on his own? Can he put on his clothing on his own? So we started to make a list of things that he could praise his child for. And I related this example to him, and it made sense to him because he's a musician as a father. But I wanted him to be able to make that connection. Sometimes our children are playing a music we as parents do not understand and that we do not get. And our role in that instance is to stop, pay attention, and listen, observe, absorb what it is that they are communicating so we can find a way to connect with them. And once we break away those barriers of our own making, which are, hey, we're, we're too focused on other things rather than trying to understand where you're coming from or what you're feeling. If, if we're unable to get to that stage, then that's where a lot of disconnect for children and for parents go. So what do you do if you don't feel like there's anything to praise with your child? 
my recommendation is to really sit down, pay attention, step back, look at everything your child does. Is there something small that you can praise? Can they sit at the table quietly for a short time? That can be praised. And often parents are stuck in this idea of, well, I'm only going to praise them if they're able to follow through with something that's larger or more huge. Well, that makes it difficult because now you're going to praise them based off of your expectations and not where they're at. Now, that brings me to the second point of why praise is so important. So effective praise that we use here at Smarter Parenting is so powerful, and it's very different than regular praise. Regular praise is just saying, hey, great job. Okay, now effective praise in Smarter Parenting is that you acknowledge that your child has done something well, you describe the behavior You give a reason why that behavior is important, that is meaningful to your child, and then you can give them a reward. And the reward is optional. As you can see, there are four steps in effective praise that we use here. And the reason that this is so effective when you use all four of these steps is that it helps your child get a clear understanding of what it is that they did well because you're describing the behavior you have seen. And it also gives them motivation when you explain to them why they should continue that behavior. We cover those two things in effective praise. So instead of just saying, hey, great job this morning, that's too broad and too general. It doesn't help your child know, okay, this is where I did well, and this is what I need to repeat. You can use effective praise. So with his father, it was, hey, he can brush his teeth on his own. So effective praise would sound like, hey, great job brushing your teeth this morning. When you brush your teeth, it tells me that you're ready for the day and we can get to school so you can be with your friends. So good job. As you can see in each of those steps, we were recognizing that uh, there is a specific behavior brushing his teeth. We also recognize that there's a reason why it's important for him to brush his teeth. Now, the reason wasn't directly connected with what most parents think of when brushing teeth. Hey, because I paid a million dollars for your smile at the dentist or orthodontist or, you know, so you don't have tooth decay. I didn't use that example. I used something that was motivating for the child, which was, hey, that gives you more time to play with your friends. And that is more motivating for a child. As you can see, when you start using this method of effective praise, it is so powerful because it communicates with your child that you see them where they are at and that you're willing to recognize the good things that they are doing. Now, my third point was in using it. I've given you an example of how I explained a father could use it. And we role-played it during our coaching session. We talked a lot about how to use it and what instances he should use it. And I recommended that he write down the specific behaviors that he was going to praise throughout the day. I wanted him to give him three things that he could praise in the morning, three things he could praise in the afternoon, and three things he could praise in the evening. This way... These things are pre-planned and he knows exactly what to say. A lot of parents fumble because they're not sure what to say when they're in the moment. 
But if you plan ahead and you can think through this, because it's not a very natural way of praising, but it is a very effective way of praising. So that's how you would use this. Notice every positive behavior that your child is doing. Now, if your child is defiant, like this parent states, it's like my child is just always defiant to everything that I say. It it makes me frustrated. There's still something in that music of the child that they are communicating, and that is independence. You can praise that. It would sound something like this. Hey, great job. I noticed that you have very strong opinions about this. You know, having strong opinions is helpful because that is the way that you can communicate with people what you want and what you don't want. Great job. So this father, when we started role-playing this, he got the general gist of effective praise, but I started to help him further see that the reason why effective praise is even more powerful than he may believe or think is that instead of fighting against something, you are going with something, and you're building off of the strengths that you can notice or that you can work with. Because he does want a child who can advocate for himself, who has an opinion, who can voice his opinion. He does want a child like that. Unfortunately, he just doesn't want his child to be like that at certain times with him. So I said, okay, well, we can, we can focus on effective praise as a way to bring about this change. So that's what I plan for him to do. Write down three things he could praise in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening in order to connect with his child and also help his child. Now, we were able to just communicate today about how this whole process was going, and he said the change was miraculous. It was night and day. He noticed a change in his child's behavior around him and their overall ability to get along with each other in just a week. So when a parent asks me, what is the one skill that you feel like you know, is like really effective that I would like every parent to know. One of those skills is effective praise. I want all parents to practice it and I want them all to use it. Now, here's the benefit. It also puts you in a more positive light with your child and also puts you in a positive frame of mind. So this whole interaction is both helpful for you and for your child. And the benefit of doing this is once you start to get used to it and you start using it more and more, it becomes very natural. In fact, because he was doing three praises in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening, he felt like it was much easier to praise him for other things other than what was on the list. So I highly recommend to just keep going, keep praising, and work on those things. Now, Does this negate having to lay down consequences? No, not at all. In fact, we can use this for our benefit when we lay down consequences because we can help our child get into a state where they can accept consequences more easily and our ability to work with them and hear the music that they're creating. Now, that example with Joshua Bell was one that I shared uh, with his father in our discussion. And I'm sharing it with you as part of, you know, you understanding this whole concept that children innately have their own music. And a lot of times when there's conflict between a parent and a child, 
It's because the parent can't hear the music that that the child is trying to communicate. Or they may be too busy and they just have other things they want to focus on and do and just move on. So take some time, step back, relax, observe, find things to praise, list them out, practice, practice, practice. And you will see a transformation happen in one week. I can guarantee if you're consistent with it, you'll start to feel and see a change in the behavior of you and your children. Now, you have to use each of the steps, but you will see a change. What's even more beneficial is that you can use this skill with other people, and this includes adults. It's very helpful to communicate this way with coworkers, with your spouse or your partner, whoever it may be, with in-laws, with parents. Communicate using effective praise, and you'll find that the relationship will be a lot warmer and a lot more engaging between the two of you as you use this skill. Now, that's it for me, and that's my challenge to you, is to use effective praise this week, just one week. Let's make small improvements over time, but your goal is to use effective praise with each of those elements of the four steps to help bring about more connection between you and your child. All right, that's it for me. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to sharing again some things from coaching sessions and things that will help you. And of course, this is highly, highly relevant to children with ADHD. Praise them. Those are the things that will help them feel connected to you. All right. Take care. Have a great day, and I will speak with you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.